0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Talk radio show and podcast dedicated to the many aspects of spirituality. Our intention is to provide spiritual resources for the transformation of mind, body, and spirit. I am your host, Stacey McKenna. Good morning and welcome. Before I bring out on our special guest today, um, I'd like to remind you all of the space that we create here together. Again, it's a safe space. There's no judgment in this space. It's a place to be curious, learn, grow, connect, and heal. And of course, I promise you, it's a place where we always get to keep it real. So today's show is called Inspired Ideas, Rising Above the Chaos. The intention of the show is to have a conversation about how each and every one of us can show up powerfully despite the chaos and fear that is so, so prevalent in today's social climate. However, I want to be absolutely clear that this is not, this will not be a political endeavor. What I can promise is that this will be a meaningful conversation, one of hope social responsibility and discovery and yes for those of you who have listened to me before you know I like to have a good time so it'll be a good time as well it's a serious conversation but we always have fun here so before I introduce you to my guest and dear friend Maria Clark let me share a little bit about her So Maria is a spiritual teacher. In fact, she's one of my mentors. Thank God for Maria in my life. Um, She's an author. She's an intuitive. She's a soul coach and a Reiki master. If you were to ask my friend Maria about her her own spiritual journey, she could pretty much sum it up for you in a sentence. She'll say, my life went from crazy to Zen. She shares, and I quote her, Up until about 10 years ago, my existence was punctuated by obligation and the ever-present demands of my constant companion affectionately referred to as my to-do list. I measured my success and happiness by the the amount of tasks that I was able to complete. Does that sound familiar to anyone? (laughs) Maria's company, Inspired Ideas, is actually a product of her own journey. As a spiritual development coach, Maria guides her clients to make gentle course corrections in their daily lives to support wholehearted living. Her innate gifts enable clients to detach from the drama, embrace change, and look for the sacred in each and every day. To sum it up, Maria is a light worker, and I'm honored to call her my friend and sometimes partner in crime, as uh, we have and will continue, right, Maria, continue to collaborate together um, it's such a privilege to have her on our show today. So let me get her on the line so that I can, may share her with you all. Um, hold on just a second. Maria, are you with us?
0: I am. Hi, Stacy.
1: <laughs> oh thank god we're working <laughs> i know
0: i think we miracle has occurred but uh, i'm i'm so excited to be here with you and it's so special when the two of us can come together and particularly around this conversation which you and i have talked about quite a bit and we know it's a really important conversation so thank you so much for having me on the show
1: Oh, my God, thank you so much for being here, and and I can't begin to tell you how grateful I am to I'm like a a little giddy. I'm like a little kid right now, just hearing your voice. So just for the listeners, I'll just start with a little funny story, because we're about to go into like a pretty, you know, deep conversation, and um, I'm always throwing the levity in there. Um, So Maria and I were actually supposed to have the show on uh, Tuesday, so that was January 31st at 1 p.m., and um, this is her first time on this show and I we couldn't connect and I was thinking okay there's something she's having technical difficulties at home with one of her phones that have you know really good sound that she likes to use when she's on the radio I can't connect to the studio I'm on blog talk radio the studio's not showing up I'm calling Anthony I'm like what's going on he can't get on so there's this whole like little you know shit show going on in the background and we decided, you know, what can we do? And we're both controllers, right, Maria? And We just said, you know what? Love, you know, we've come a long way, baby. And we're like, it's not meant to be. And I was laughing. I'm like, maybe it's my own resistance. Um, maybe. And so we decided, you know, it's always perception. We decided that the world just wasn't ready um, in the month of January to have this conversation. So now it's February. Luckily, we were able to schedule it in the same week with our busy schedules. And um, here we are. So. Happy February, and um, I think I think the world's ready for this conversation, Maria.
0: <laughs> well, and you know the other thing that came to mind as you were talking is, you know, you and I talked about how, you know, our energy was just too much for the system, which is, you know, kind of a funny, jokingly, <laughs> conversation. But as you were just talking, I was thinking it also reflects the major disconnection that is going on right now in the world. Um, People disconnected from themselves, disconnected from each other. Um, And I think it's, you know, and the transparency that's occurring right now. So it's not totally off base that we weren't able to connect. I mean, I think it just is that big mirror for us that, you know, dealing with this major disconnect that's going on.
1: Right on. I, I I couldn't agree more. It's but I'm glad that we're able to have it today, though. I'm glad I'm glad we're having this conversation. Um, I am too. So yeah, <laughs> and I can't wait. I, I can't wait for you. I'm just right there. I mean, do you hear that, people? Like how she's just right on, so intuitive. The the way you can perceive things and uh, find meaning in in the storm sometimes um, never ceases to amaze me. But um, So to begin, like, again, what you just said, I mean, I don't need to tell you or anybody else how dark and heavy and fearful the world feels like these days. Um, I'm going to ask this question, two parts of it, because I have a feeling they'll flow together, or you can take it however you want it. Maria, what do you believe this is a result of? And to take it a step further, what do you believe is being shown to us right now?
0: Well, first off, you know, you and I, I've, I've used this phrase with you a number of times, and it—it it, this phrase came to me probably, I don't know, six or seven years ago. Honestly, I woke up out of bed and I heard, what if perception is all that ails us? So, you know, again, what if perception is all that ails us? So in a word, perception, and perception specifically that lacks presence. So I would say to you that, you know, people are making assumptions and speculations based on past experiences. And, you know, all of their coping mechanisms, many of their coping mechanisms are fear-based and therefore they're not seeing the truth, right? They're just seeing their tainted view of what it looks like. So right now, you know, it's looking dark and scary, but what would happen if we could actually be fully present in the moment Past experiences having no impact on our view, all those associations with dark and scary. I mean, think about it; they would just go away. What is dark and scary? And dark and scary would no longer be valid. Um, we'd have no context for these words. We just have to get present and go in the moment. This is what it feels like to me, without all the baggage, without all the past experiences that tell that are telling you that this world right now is dark and scary because honestly we're in a period of transition that's that's going to take us to a more beautiful place right so part two of the question is what do, what do i believe is being shown to us it's a reflection of the collective consciousness and consciousness yeah. you know is a word that i throw out quite a bit and my husband will say what you know he looks at me like i'm what are you talking about consciousness i think everybody <laughs> you know the best description i have of consciousness is rené descartes and he the french philosopher he says i think therefore i am so simply put the individual and collective thoughts at any given moment in time right so what's being shown to us well obviously there is tremendous transparency because as the planet continues to vibrate at a higher frequency all of the lower frequencies flush out and I don't want to get too esoteric on you, but, you know, basically, we are seeing not only the conscious thoughts of, of the population, but we're seeing the unconscious thoughts. Um, and I've coined a new phrase that I think I used with you. It's kind of my sixth sense of humor, but projectile vomiting <laughs> is what I used. Bring it. So we're just regurgitating all of our old woundings and traumas, and it's, it's going to facilitate a, a, you know, a, an awareness of this because you can't break it down and release it if you don't have an awareness. So I feel like right now everything is just a transparent view of how we are feeling inside, how the collective population is feeling. Old structures are going to start to fall away and it's going to propel humanity toward a major healing which I think is going to be an amazing gift for all of us.
1: Well, just, just that alone, you know, it's, um, you and I talk about this, this, right? Meaning the now, a lot, what's going on, um, and, and how to best show up to aid in the healing rather than be in resistance and cause more of the upheaval. Um, I'm, I'm going to – I was perusing your website, uh, and we'll go, we'll go to that a little bit later. Um, Maria has this beautiful new website, um, just absolutely beautiful. And um, I just was cruising around, you know, just prepping for the show. And I, uh, you have one of these posts, I believe, is in your blog section. And it was a poem, and I don't even know the name of the poem. Maybe you can tell us a little bit more about it later in the show. Um I'd like to read the first line. Maybe in a stressed out society, serenity is a subversive act. Maria, can you allow can you elaborate on what this means to you and why it's so relevant?
0: Of course. Um, and you know, again, you and I we always use use or I use the phrase this is the gold. So this is the gold right here. this 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 sentence is the gold. Um, you know, it's, it's, you know, pay attention, first of all. Um, Webster says, defines subversive as meaning, is seeking um, to subvert an established system or institution, right? So, you know, you talked about my experiences at the beginning of the show as I transitioned from crazy to zen. Many of <laughs> us are in this place of just, stress, 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 and then we turn on the news, and it gets, it, it just goes deeper, it gets more stressful, right, so as a global society, we're, we live for the drama, right, that's what we live for, we live to be seen and heard in a dramatic way, and mostly we're seen or heard in it, what I call a polarized state, which is right, wrong, good, bad, um, and so, you know, I, I feel like this, Was the first line of a beautiful poem by a poet named sky i was not able to find anything else out on this poet on this particular poet but um i believe this is about rocking the establishment let's stop all the drama and the duality Mm -hmm. and let's find our center let's get to the truth the absolute truth which is there's no right or wrong and there's no good or bad right so if you know we talk about like what we can do to make a difference in the world you know how can we contribute um how can we be a part of the solution in my experience the simplest and best way is to get grounded and centered and get to know yourself who am i i'm not all of that you know all the drama and the craziness and and the divisiveness that we're seeing all around us i'm you know a beautiful child of god I, i'm you know i am light so you know, I think this is just simply saying it's so simple. Just reconnect with who you really are, right? That's it. You and I, we see it in our coaching practices. We see the beautiful light that's out there. We see, I think both of us, it's a gift for both of us. We see the best in everyone. Um, and that's a gift. And, and I would encourage everybody else to try to seek that opportunity, you know? So that's, you know, in a word, that that's, In many words, I should say, that's my view of what, (laughs) you know, in a long-winded way, that's my view of what that means,
1: I'm am just curious this is totally kind of off base just listening to what you're saying like how did you find this poem because you said you never heard of him and you never you never read anything else about him you couldn't even find anything and it's interesting that his name is Sky um mm-hmm. you know the name in and of itself is so expansive I'm I'm sure it's with an e on it or something but it's still the same word H- how did how did that like land on your lap to end up on as a you know Basically, the, I think it's your first blog post of your new um, website that's still transitioning. It's still being worked on because she has so much brilliant work, people, like, that's coming, coming forth and being downloaded. Um, yeah, how did that land on your lap? I'm curious.
0: Well, it, as most things land in my life, <laughs> my, my husband <laughs> exactly. refers is the world of La La Land. Um, I think that's a movie coming out, or is or already out. But, it's yeah, um, so oh, La La, it's La Land. You know,
1: Academy Award. Yeah, of my La La land. life.
0: La La Land. So you know, summer solstice. I was just sitting early in the morning. Got up early in the morning. Summer solstice of this past uh, year, obviously, and uh, was working on uh, a particular piece, and uh, and all of a sudden. I just, this whole idea came in around the Grace Initiative, which is the blog podcast program that I'm introducing. And it was this idea that there's so much craziness going on in the world. How can I be, a, what can I do to create some sort of counterbalance to that, right? So over the course of like two and a half, three hours, this concept of the Grace Initiative came in. And then um, I, I was just guided to go online and look for information on Grace. And the first thing that came up, of course, was this website where this woman was talking about grace, and she had this poem on her website, and I had never seen wow. it before. And then I started to look for the, the author, could not find him or her anywhere, you know, and it, yes, sky with an E, and um, had yeah. not been able to find any of the work anywhere, interestingly. Mm-hmm. So it was just meant to be. It was just one of those things, and it, it defines you know, the work that I want to do with the Grace Initiative, which is just bringing beautiful stories, Um, you know, bringing out beautiful stories of people that are having these amazing experiences of grace. And it could be simply an experience, you know, an everyday experience, or it could be, you know, a huge experience. But I think people need to hear these stories because right now we're not, you know, if you look on uh, on the news, these stories show up at the very tail end in a two-minute segment. And so, yeah. you know, we need, to, we need to share these stories, by the way. This is not just about me. It's about everybody sharing all of their beautiful experiences of grace because they're going on every day.
1: Yeah, every day, every moment. I mean, this is one right now, I believe, right? I mean, just, this, just having this conversation about this stuff, like what's going on, and, and is, is healing, right because you know we get the me too I'm feeling that way too and I'm feeling I'm struggling with all this resistance or a lot of this stuff from the past is coming up or I'm being triggered because of all the chaos you know spinning so many people are spinning right now and I'm not saying I'm like totally enlightened and never spin because I do Um, but I, I do know how to draw boundaries from the work and I do know how to go inward rather than outward thank God um, so this is what we're here to talk about. So I'm going to go a little deeper with you. Um, you touched on a lot of things that that actually came up for me when I was just coming up with questions was actually difficult, and I think it has to do with a lot of fear, just in for me personally, um, speaking truth, right? It's one of the things I talk about all the time with my, especially my women clients, about you know our throat chakras are, are really have been blocked. We've been you know just for thousands of years. Right. Um, And it's about speaking the truth, even though you're afraid. And um, one of the things you said is to just, you know, first of all, have an awareness of what's, where we're at, but then as a society, but then where you're at personally. Right. And, Mm -hmm. and so I, I just want, and then from there, go from there, go deeper from there. And so one of the things, and of course, you know, there's no coincidences. Um, <clears throat> Maria actually gave me a book as a gift in December, and it's, the name of the book is called It's a Book of Essays by Rebecca. I don't even know how to say her name. It's Solnit, S-O-L-N-I-T. Yep. Um, she's an author of many, many books, but it's called Men Explain Things to Me. And um, she writes in this book, there's, a, there's a, an actual essay called um, Wolf's Darkness, as in Virginia Woolf. Um, and she talks about this journal entry that Virginia, Virginia Woolf, she was just coming out of, I think, a mental institution because she suffered from mental illness and depression. Um, she was 33 years old when she wrote this in her journal. And, and I'll add that it was during World War I, and it was the, the beginning of World War I, and it was beginning to turn into an unprecedented catastrophic slaughter that continued for years. So you can imagine how dark the world was. Um, and she penned this line in her journal, and it says, the future is dark, which is the best thing the future can be, I think. And, and Rebecca Solnit, who is, again, the, the author of that book, essayist, um, she 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 pointed out, and I'm going to read this because it kind of blew my mind. I'm like, here I am reading this essay right before we're doing the show. And I'm like, wow, this is so relevant right now. And it says, this is meaning talking about Wolf's um, journal entry. This is an extraordinary declaration asserting that the unknown need not be turned into the known through false divination or the projection of grim political or ideological narratives. It's a celebration of darkness, willing, as the I think indicates. And she goes on to talk about, you know, how – Children, you know, obviously, literally afraid of the dark, but that adults, you know, were so afraid of the unknown, the unseeable, the un, the, the obscure, and yet. She, so this is all about. So sort of the awareness, and then you said perception, perspective, and I loved this. She went on to talk about. Yet in the same night or darkness is where love is made, and where things merge, change, become enchanted, aroused, impregnated, released, and renewed. And totally on point to what you said earlier, we have no memory of the future, right? It's the past we have memory of. Only the past. So the future is indeed dark. And, and, and it's, we have no idea, like we could, right? A, a meteor could come down in the middle of the show, and we have no idea that that's going to happen. So if you think about it, we're always acting in the dark. I mean, the next word out of my mouth is in the dark. I'm not reading from a script right? So, it's always dark. Everything, moment to moment, so it's in the now, like you're saying. Our crap is the stuff that's in the past that we're pulling, even if like there's old, old wounds, right? Even from past lives, bringing into the future and we're carrying around this baggage. So, Maria, I would love for you to go deeper, right? So, it's the awareness, like where am I at? How am I interpreting this? What's my perception? What's my perspective on this whatever it is, right, that's triggering me or making me want to defend or justify, apologize when it's not warranted, especially as a woman, or be in complete fear, which is all those things, right? Um, Do you have some ideas how we may be able to move uh, move into the dark willingly with light,
0: Well, you know, the first thing I would say to you is that it's interesting, this concept of, you know, let's use the analogy of the little children that are at sleep, you know, sleeping at night and are afraid of the dark. We've all had that experience. Um, You know, what are you looking for? You're looking for the light, right? If you're in the dark, you're looking for the light. So I would say there's, it's a complex idea and conversation, but at the end of the day, we need the light to to shine on the darkness right so we need we need the light we can't be without the light and so the light exists within us always sometimes the light is obscured by the darkness but they both go hand in hand right they're not it's not one without the other right you know i i mentioned to you that when we started the conversation we were having a conversation last week. I mentioned to you I woke up one morning and I heard Martin Luther King, like clear as a bell. You know, darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. I love that phrase. Um, So I would say to you that, yes, you you know, in the moment you're in the darkness and, and, you know, you've got to figure out what you're going to do, right? That doesn't mean you're going to stay there forever, but you need the light to be able to, combat the darkness and I'm not saying that the darkness should be cast aside because it's in the darkness that we learn so much I think you know Virginia Woolf was trying to say that is that you know it's in the darkness that that we learn so much right but but at the end of the day it's the light that's going to allow us to see in the dark you know um, I think I was listening to a radio show, uh, gosh, a couple months ago, and, and the individual that was talking was talking about she'd had a near-death experience, and she was talking about her analogy of what it felt like for her to go to heaven and come back, and she said, it's like being in a garage that's pitch black dark, and you have a little flashlight, and you can see a little bit of the garage at a time, but you can't see the whole garage and then somebody turns the big lights on, and now you see the whole thing. You've got the whole picture. So we're, we're never able to see the whole picture. You know, we're seeing bits and pieces. And, you know, if we could see the whole picture, it would be really easy to learn the lesson, right? But we can't see the whole <laughs> picture. So we've got to deal with these little lessons in each moment. Um, and the darkness is, is what propels us in my opinion, to a more expansive state of light. It's just the learning curve. It's, you know, so there's nothing to be afraid of. I know, again, we get fearful because much of our fear is based on past experiences, and that's certainly normal. But there are a lot of things that you can put in place to try to overcome the fear and and just look at it as a teachable moment. You know, what is it that we need to learn from this piece? So, um, did I answer your question? I got a little sidetracked there, but um.
1: <laughs> no, I love when you get sidetracked. Um, yeah, you did answer my question. I, I'm curious, just you know, again, off the top of your head, right, or or the top of inside your heart, I and mean, we can talk about this a little bit. A lot of this stuff came up for me, just even getting grounded around some questions for you that would um, allow us to have you know a really deep, meaningful conversation. Um, is there anything like tangible that just comes off the top of your head that you know would allow someone like you know I, I do I see a lot of people that are just so anxious and so afraid and so angry and um, with what's going on um, what would you offer to those people like well, just they, think like you know God. So I was just
0: going to say, I think one of the things that comes to me, you know, the presence is always a really important thing, but it's not an easy thing to get to, you know, being present in the moment. But I think that disconnecting from um, the assumptions of a certain outcome, right? You know, many of us go into experiences and we go into the experience with one outcome, and usually it's the outcome that's going to be the safest outcome for us, right? This is what we've always done. This is what we want this to look like. So I think, you know, mm-hmm. detaching from outcome. Um, I think another thing that, you know, is really, really important, um, part of my spiritual practice and something I've been working on for years is getting to a neutral place. Um, the, you know, and the best analogy I can use for a term called the neutral witnesses is that mm-hmm. um, we engage others from, from a double-sided point of view. So rather than being, you know, if you look at a coin, let's say you put a coin on your hand, it's laying flat, you can only see one side of the coin, right? That's how most people live their lives. But if you could, if you could keep the coin on hand sideways in what we call like a razor's edge position, you see both sides of the coin and you see the top of the coin. So the idea is that you're engaging other people, not only from your perspective, but from their perspective. And eventually what happens is because you can see both sides of the conversation, you can eventually find empathy and compassion and love and all those ascended states of being. It, they start to come more easily to you when you can look at the other side of the perspective. And, and so most of our work, most of our work is relationships, right? That's it. We've talked yes. about that. That's where, all, that's where the gold is. That's where all the work is done. And many of us, you know, pay attention to what relationships you shy away from for fear that you're going to get into a conflict, you know. But I think learning how to in- use your relationship is a, te- a teachable moment each and every day. I think that's one thing that could be so helpful. I mean, there's a whole list of things in terms of what you do for yourself, taking care of your physical body, meditation, healthy eating, you know, we could go through the list of, you know, the, the, the most common and most obvious things. But I think at the end of the day, if we, can, if, if we can just think, hey, what if I'm only here to engage in meaningful, loving, compassionate, kind relationships? What if that's it? What if everything else is just superfluous, right? And what if that's yeah. the only reason we're here? I think about that often I really do. I, had a, I have a brother who, as you know, is an addict, and it has been, uh, it's created tremendous stress on our family, and it has really pushed me to, to find those higher states of being. And it was interesting. You know, I was in a really difficult moment with him, and I was trying to, to make peace with it, and I heard very clearly, because I'm thinking the best thing for my brother, Outcome, is that he gets counseling, that he has consistent counseling, blah, blah, blah. And I was sitting still, and I heard very clearly in that moment, what if the best thing for your brother that could change his life was to love him unconditionally? What if he felt from you complete and total unconditional love? What if that's all that it took to change his life? What if if you interacted with him from that place and he could feel that amazing love that you have for him instead of the judgment, what if that was just, that was it, that turned the tide for him. And, you know, I just sat there with my mouth open, you know, I'm having this silent conversation, of course, as I often do with somebody, (laughs) and um, I just sat there and I'm like, oh my God, I never thought about that, because all I thought about was, hey, you know, this is the outcome you need. This is what society tells us you need to do, right? It's the only outcome that was in my radar, and when I heard those words, something in my heart just broke down and opened up, and I was like, "Wow! Now there's another thought. There's something I yeah. haven't thought about for a while."
1: I mean, that's where it's at. I mean, just that—just using that story as an analogy for every, or metaphor, whatever you want to call it, for everything else that's going on in the world. I mean. What if, what if that, you know, the, the conversations that are going on, we all came at that. You know, that in, in, in my coaching practice, and I know you, I mean, that's my job, to hold people in their highest possibility, you know, right? So I'm, I'm constantly interrupting any conversation that has themselves minimizing themselves, right? And that's what we're doing. We're holding, you know, and I'm not saying I'm perfect, but I do the best I can to do that, in, you know, in the real world too. And, but that doesn't mean I'm not triggered as, as shit um, in real life too, right? And I'm, I'm triggered just, some, you know, a lot sometimes with my clients, and I'm like, oh, God, what's being mirrored for me right now, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but, but, like, that's all we're here to do, like you said. It's, it is. I mean, that is the root of it, not to sound corny or cliche, but it really is to have that connection, and the true connection is only going to come from a place of love, not just for the other person but for ourselves,
0: Right, and you know um, it's interesting. so that you
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> use the word cliche and and I would call that a cliche statement as well. But the funny thing is it's something that never entered my mind. I'm a spiritual teacher. I work with people every day with these principles. Now, here's my own personal situation with a very painful uh, situation, and the thought never entered my mind. So we can make these statements. But the only way I was actually able to feel the words was to just really get into my heart and open it, you know, be vulnerable, um, which we talk about all the time. I had to get really vulnerable to block out the status quo, which was he needs help, he needs to do this, and maybe that's all true. But at the end of the day, you know that somebody that's an addict, they don't want to hear more judgment. They don't want to hear their big sister saying, you know, you need to do this, 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 and this. And that's true. You can apply that to every situation. Nobody wants to have you pointing the finger at them and telling them, you know, what they need to do, you know. so Because we're doing it so much ourselves. How we engage people from a higher state of being?
1: Okay. So perfect segue into the next couple questions. So, there's a lot of conversation, and there's a lot of noise, chaos, a lot of hatred being spewed around. Um, there's just a lot of conflict. How do you? How would you? Um, how do you think we can disrupt the prevalent conversations going on without causing more conflict? And and maybe the question's a little deeper. Like, what do we change the conversation to?
0: Well, you know, obviously, uh, you know, again, we've talked about this a little bit. um, You know, what are you for versus what are you against is one way to change the conversation. Um, How can I be part of the solution as opposed to the problem? How can I best celebrate in this moment? How can I best contribute in this moment, right? And, you know, as we continue to work on ourselves from the inside out, and we become more impeccable in our thoughts, words, and deeds, we start to purify our thoughts. And, it, it, you know, it sounds a little corny, but it does work. It does work. And, you know, I would say start with the little day-to-day irritants. You know, you, you could start big if you want, you know, but you, know, you could share <laughs> a relationship that's been completely destroyed for years, or you can say, hey, let me, let me get into shape let me get into spiritual shape, you know, let me work on some of the small things. You know, I talk about um, the, um, the treadmill test. You know, I talk about the idea that, you know, if you want to find out how good a shape you are from a cardiovascular standpoint, you get on the treadmill, they keep elevating the height and you run as fast as you can and then you get off and you see how quickly you recover your resting heart rate, right? That's the treadmill test. Well, if you apply that to spirituality, you, you get in, into a particular situation where you're irritated or triggered and you see how long it takes you to recover your center, right? And that's a great practice. You know, maybe you're driving down the street, there's nobody in the car, somebody cuts you off and you go into your immediate drama. And hey, maybe you could just catch yourself, take a deep breath, and start to empathize with the other person. Maybe they're, they have an emergency that they're racing to. You know, ch- chances are it's probably not the case, but so what? See if you can get yourself <laughs> into another frame of mind and start to release whatever anger has come up around the situation or righteousness that's come up. Or, righteousness is really big in the collective consciousness right now. Everybody needs uh-huh. to be right. So, you know, uh-huh. but this idea of, you know, what am I for How can I be a part of the solution? How can I celebrate this moment rather than dismantle it, right? Um, How can I move away from divisiveness, right? How can we all be part of the solution? And it's not, you know, so again, it's not just me and you. It's like how can we contribute and support everybody to be a part of the solution, which means we're going to have to be open to listen to what everybody else has to say, right? It doesn't mean that we Mm -hmm. have to agree with it but we have to take it in and respect it. So I think, you know, and the other thing that, that comes to me quite a bit is turning the other cheek, which is, of course, a famous phrase from the Sermon on the Mount where Jesus talked about turning the other cheek. And it's interesting, you know, if you think about what that means because often I'll say, well, does that mean, you know, I let somebody walk all over me? No, it just means that you're willing to go the extra mile for someone and, you know, be more open to to listen to what they have to say or not move immediately into that really angry place and and try and just keep your center and allow them to share their feelings with you right and i think you know at the end of the day that if i were to put this in a word i would say humility find humility
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's a great tool it's not Beautiful. always easy
1: no you know. exactly not always easy um maria i i love what you said i was writing notes as you were you were talking just you know points that really resonated with me and um it's interesting the day we were supposed to have the show in the evening i was talking to one of my friends that i did a lot of work with i actually coached her um back in the day in new york city and she's like a little sister to me and uh she younger sister i should say she um we were talking i was telling her what happened and we were laughing about it and and you know she, we were talking about a lot of the things going on and like i said it will not be a political thing but it was some of the political stuff going on and and um one of the things that just struck me so i was like in awe of her because it, because of the growth in her um, and coaching her years ago just made me feel like a proud mama. Um, but, you know, she's like, you know, I'm, she was admitting, you know, like I'm so triggered by this and I'm so this and I don't want to have, you know, she was, some people are so twisted. She lives in New York. Um, and, and she was saying how people in her family, like they're completely in disagreement about what's going on in the world. And and she says, you know, and I just started to just, I'm really listening I'm just really listening, like what am I missing? Maybe She's like looking to find something to understand so that she could connect with them. And like you're saying, it's like going that extra mile. And I'm like, that's so beautiful and it's so powerful because she's like, even though I disagree, I'm, I'm going at them with compassion and love. I, wanna, I want to – and, and the, the beautiful part is that, you know, she's creating a space for them to be heard, their side, to be heard. And I think being heard, I mean, that's what I love so much what I do because in the space that I create with my clients is that they're always heard. And there's nothing more loving and and powerful is when we feel heard. Um, And I think, like you said, everyone, like there's a righteousness going on for sure that's prevalent, but it's so lovely if you can create a space with people, even if you, you know, vehemently disagree on their point of view to just listen and not react, and it's exactly. it's powerful. I mean, I do it every day in my. And like I said, I'm human. I mean, there's stuff that people say, and I'm like, oh my god, really? You know, like, <laughs> and you're triggered, right? And it's always a lesson for the the teacher, but um, you know, a place for me to look for myself, but you rise above that with the work that we do and we just hold them and you're just listening as the neutral witness and in a, in a space of love and non judgment. And, you know, what if we all tried that on? What if we all, you know, you know, even some of the questions people ask each other, you know, just listening to conversations going on around you. I'm like, wow, that was a loaded question. Like, do you even realize how like in your face that question was right? But what if it was like, you know, you didn't react to that or you asked another question and said, you know, why is that important to you? You know, diffusing sort of the, the, you know, the match that had just been lit, you know, you don't need to throw the grenade back. It's just, but right, I love, you know, I, I would... love that thing. God.
0: Oh, go ahead, Stacey, I'm sorry.
1: No, no, don't be go ahead. I was pretty much done.
0: Hey, you know, and the other thing is when you retaliate, um, and feel that you need to defend, as you know, um, what happens? The other person needs to defend as well. So it's an an unending battle of who's gonna be top dog. And so when you just get quiet and give that person the space to share their feelings and just get into your heart. I mean, I think that, you know, for those of you listening that have difficult relationships where you're thinking there is just no way that I'm gonna resolve this relationship. Get a picture of that person when they were a young child or visualize that person as a young child and really get into your heart because, you know, you could converse back and forth with that person all you want, but if you're not in your heart, what are they going to feel? They're going to feel the anger and all the stuff that you're suppressing just to stay quiet. So it's not just, hold, you know, hold the space, it's hold the space from a heart-centered place and, you know... It's like you know, years ago when my kids were little, and I'd come home, and I was always anxious coming home from work, changing hats, whatever. And they could be, you know, three and there were three and six. They'd be halfway across the room, and they'd say, "What's wrong, mommy?" And I didn't even have a conscious awareness that something was wrong, but my energy was telling them that something was wrong. So we really have to work on getting into the heart. And really, you can literally feel it when you get into the heart. So I think that's important. I think, you know, the, the what I said before, a willingness to walk in the other person's shoes. And then the other thing that I would say, you you talked about one of your clients going through this transitionary period where they were accelerating in consciousness and they were in, becoming more enlightened. That's a difficult task. And I know that the six years that I spent really working diligently on that task. One of the things that my teacher used to say is, you may, de- you may need to take some time off. Like, don't think that you can stand in the middle of New York City in Times Square and hold your neutral witness because <laughs> you're really really putting yourself to the task. So I would say that those of you that are out there right now trying to work on your stuff and trying to you know, become more enlightened. Take some time off. Give yourself some time off because you need that time away from the chaos. You know, yeah. turn the TV off. Check you know, out. Do yep. Yeah, check out. And it's not. You know, it used to be years ago where the 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 light workers of the planet, the gurus, they would go hide in a cave. But that's not the case anymore. The energies on the planet are now supporting an opportunity for us to integrate our spirituality into our daily lives. But if it gets to be too much, you know, back off. Don't go to the mall shopping and then pick up on everybody else's energy. Because as you accelerate your consciousness, you become more of an impact, and you will unknowingly pick up on everybody else's energy. You'll come home with it, and you'll be like, what the heck is going on here? What just happened? Uh So just be conscious of it. If you're not feeling well and you're feeling like your energy is depleted, don't go to the mall. (laughs) You know, don't throw yourself in the middle of Thousands of people, you know, take care of yourself.
1: Truly, and and you know, one of I think one of the best things for anyone is, and regardless of whether you're in New York City or any city, there's always a park. Connect with nature. Do, do you know i i'm so blessed to have a dog that regardless of how i feel regardless of the weather i'm up and out and you know i'm fortunate enough to live in such a beautiful place in this world cape cod so there's just beauty everywhere but i can't tell you what a difference it makes even when i don't feel like going if it's snowing or raining or whatever and it's like even walking in the rain it's 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 so um cleansing and it's a get to i mean regardless of where you are just make make the commitment to go and be with nature every single day um and it, i know it's easier it's it's harder than than it's easier said than done but um that's just another bullshit story um we can all go outside i mean unless we're in jail um, but we're not you know um so so, do it. It's one of the – just disconnect. Put your phone away. Uh, you know, some, we're, that's another addiction going on is the, the phones, um, the technology. Um, it doesn't mean you have to, like, like you said, go into a cave or go, uh, you know, even hide out in your bedroom all day. But what would it be like if you just shut your phone off for a half hour every day? Or – didn't make sh- make sure it never, ever, ever went into your bedroom. Um, I'm just we're just kind of giving some tips, um, and it brings brings up something. When I was, you know, just thinking about the show and and you know just listening to so many conversations, you know, something that came up for me was that, um, and I tend to you know it's kind of a, a thing that I've done in my life, when things become really hard or, um, just too noisy or painful, I, I I tend to check out. I mean, it, when I was younger, I, I, you know, literally would run away um, in, in some relationships when I was a young adult, just run away from them. And, um, you know, Facebook, as everybody is on and knows about, and I, during the, the you know, election time, what, I just checked out. I just said, I'm not doing this anymore. And it's so funny, Um, so many of my friends have done the same thing. And just said, you know, this is not fun anymore, or whatever. Just, just be a place where people connected, and you, oh my God, I haven't seen. It. I was, oh my God, their kids are so cute, or, you know, it just became like this narcissistic. And now it's like this, you know, it's worse than watching the news. I don't watch the news at home. I never turn on the TV at home. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm aware of what's going on, right? So I, I pick and choose my my news resources. Um, I think it's a really wise thing to do than to just come home and turn on the news or just have the radio, news, news, news. Have trusted sources. Um, do the research. There's so much information available to us that we can, we can be, uh, and I don't want to say elitist, but we can make better choices around where we get information from. That you know, it's, it's, That's not hard. That's actually easy. Um, but back to the facebook thing i was like oh okay there i go again taking my ball and going home because it got ugly and so when i was prepping for the show it kind of came to me you know we were talking about being in the dark and how we can move into the dark knowing that it's dark but with light and being being the light and so i i Came up with this new commitment and the numerology that you and I use. Six is about love, and so daily, um, my commitment is to set a timer for six minutes because I we all know how you can go on for of Facebook to, to go check a message and you're on it for 20 minutes. You're like, what the hell just happened? Um, and you know, and then you're like, oh my god, time suck, right? So, m- because my commitment to myself is to be uber focused this year on a lot of my work um, and, and a lot of its inward stuff. And so I wanted to take out a lot of distractions, but I decided I'm going to set a timer for six minutes and I'm going to ignore the rants of hate or anything representing division and focus and acknowledge on the posts that are contributing to the elevation of this planet. And for six minutes, you know, what are their posts of joy, connection, love, compassion, hope, grace, humility, laughter, honor, those posts, I'm going to seek them out. And I'm, instead of just liking, I'm going to make a comment acknowledging them or, you know, adding to them. And it's just my way of, you know, regardless, maybe I'll make someone's day, right? So why, why should I withhold my light when I, when I can, when I do have this, you know, platform to actually go and spread it? And so that's my commitment, to still stay focused and, and to go and just spread a little sunshine, sprinkle a little sunshine. Um, and that felt really good. I've been doing that for the past few days, and it's just felt kind of just fun. And, you know, I have no desire to go back and see if someone liked my comment. I could care less. Um, I don't know. I'm just sharing that because I know that so many people have – they're just, you know, they say that they hate Facebook, but then they're on it all the time. And what would it look like if we just went on it with with intention, and we were deliberate and generative in our actions in the connection?
0: And I also, Stacey, I would, you know, what you know, one of the questions I, I ask often to my clients is, what's superfluous in your life? What can you let yeah. go of? You know, what's no right. longer serving you? And I think that that is something that we have to look at all the time because it, it, it's. Again, such a fast-paced, crazy world out there, and or we perceive it to be that. And um, you know, one of the things too, you know, you talk about the light. I love, I love that idea. I, I just think it's it's wonderful. Um, and I and I, you know, one of the things that I would say too is that you and I both have a gift for this. I, I alluded to it earlier, but you know, if somebody were to ask me what my greatest gift is, I would say my greatest gift is my ability to see the light in everyone. You know, I'll have people say to me, oh, that person's just, you know, you don't want to be with that person. But I, I'm i able to, to find, even if it's a small spark of light, you know, I hate to continue to use my brother, to, not to belabor the point, but I can see the light in him. And it's looking for that light in him that's helped me to be hopeful. So what I would say to everyone that's listening is, we all hold the light within us. We can call it whatever we want. This is not a religious conversation. Energetically, we all hold a light body within us. And it's there all the time. It never goes away. So when we move inward, we connect with our truth, the truth of who we really are, not what we're seeing outside of us, what we know to be the truth that's within us. And that's our barometer. You know, if you're looking at the news and and you're feeling traumatized, Go inside yourself and and just say to yourself, is that true for me? And I think most often the answer is going to be no. So, yeah. you know, we have our own truth barometer. It's right inside of us. It's this light-filled body. And let's take care of it. You know, let's protect our body. Let's you know try to be healthy and get out. Nature is the best neutralizer there is. And I think the last thing that I didn't mention. I know we're we're close. You know, we're closing in on the end, which we're is good. hard to believe. We're good.
1: Know, you know, right?
0: is prayer, prayer and intentional work. And again, this is not a religious conversation, and it's not to say that there is anything wrong with religion. But this is, you know, this is a spiritual conversation about prayer. Can look like anything. It can be, it can be the Hail Mary, you know, when you're on a, a flight and it's getting turbulent, like I, like I do. You know, I start the Hail Marys. Grew up Catholic. <laughs> or it can just Hell be intentional. Yeah. <laughs> So, as, it just, as Stacey described, consciously creating intention to, you know, spend six minutes of loving, wonderful time to just talk about what you're for, what you want to celebrate in life. So, the you know, it runs the gamut. But I know from all the work that I've been doing on prayer is that it is one of the The greatest things that you can do for yourself and for others, instead of getting involved in somebody's personal life and telling them all the things that they're doing wrong, pray for them. Pray that, you know, that they will, that their higher self will serve them. That, you know, pray for them to feel your love. I know, again, it sounds a little woo-woo, but... It is really, you know, and I've listened to a lot of spiritual teachers talking in the last six months. They're all saying, interestingly, they're all saying the same thing: that prayer just raises us to a, a higher vibrational level, and the, that all of our loved ones will feel feel the, feel the energy of our intentions. So, to me, that's the greatest tool that we can use right now.
1: Yeah, and and you know what, Maria? Two things that you, you just made me think of this when you're talking about prayer. I mean, what is prayer? Prayer is focusing on what you want. I mean, you know a lot of the work I do, the, the foundation of, is, you know, universal law, which is just quantum physics, right? So what we focus on expands. So like, it's, like you said, it's not, it doesn't have to be a religious thing. It can be. It's, it's a spiritual thing regardless. But it's, we're focused on what we want. So when we're focused on what we want, no fear can exist in that moment. Right, we, we're focused on what we want to create, and in in that, right, universe, spirit, God, whatever you want to call it, right, is listening, is aligning with that thought, and that thought's very calm, it's very intentional, it's 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 clear. Right, and that's what prayer is, and and one of the thing, the other thing that has it has a little bit to do with this conversation. I mean, everything is connected. I mean, as you know, I, I was struggling, you know, last year or the year before, um, tremendously with um, uh, the meat, you know, eating meat and the meat industry and the abuse of animals and the tremendous animal lover as are you and i was really struggling and i'm not saying anything against anyone who eats meat um I, I there's meat back in my diet um but i was really struggling and getting physically sick from it and i remember you were the one i've done a lot of work with it with another coach um who was really about nutrition and um the body connection and you know i was physically sick um from me or seeing meat or eating meat or thinking about eating meat or what was going on and and I had a conversation with you, and you said, "You know, I'm like, I don't know what to do. I'm, I'm, I'm sort of, you know, out of my mind. It was really bad." And you said, "Pray for the animal. Just pray." And in an instant, I mean, I'm like, I'm not one to really pray, pray. You know, like go to church and pray. But it was like I got it, and it grounded me and made me feel so much better and it's actually become a practice when we do have meat in the house um you know for dinner or anything you know my husband and i will just take a moment and just like thank the animal and it's just like it's become sort of sacred now rather than this thing where i'm so anxious um around it and so so thank you because i got to tell you it's it's the thing that i heard And it's the thing that that has made so much difference in my life, just even, you know, talking talking about it and fueling my body and, um, you know, talking to vegans about it. I I wish I could change everything about the whole meat industry, but I can't. Um, But praying for the animals is a way, too.
0: I want to thank you for that. You know, it's kind of a final thought that, you know, the Grace Initiative, the mission for the Grace Initiative is – to accelerate the healing to, to accelerate global healing for all sentient beings on the planet, so sentient meaning anybody that anything that has energy, and that includes all the animals, right. animals in the earth and right. you know and it includes everything, so when we 're talking about healing the planet it 's not again it 's not a divisive thing it 's not you know us against them. we have to come to a place where everything has meaning to us and we respect and honor every aspect of this beautiful planet that we've been given.
1: Absolutely. So Maria, it's, it's, you know, it's always interesting when you, when you're paying attention. I was, um, you know, I wrote down some things from your website and, um, I wanted you just to talk a I know you were like, well, I don't want to talk about myself, but I want to talk about like this, topic of what's going on in the world and how we could bring a little healing, a little calm, a little serenity to the listeners. Um, But under your Emergence Coaching, which is one of the programs um, that uh, Maria offers, the, the titles of them were this, Wholehearted Living, Disrupting the Conversation, Cultivating Faith, Gentle Course Correction, Planting Seeds and true self revealed and i couldn't if i were to like write an outline for this this show it's it's those it's it's that it's everything that you teach and and put out there and work with your clients on and and so i'm just wondering i was hoping that you could How do people find out more about the work? Her work is incredible, people. Like, she's taught me so much. I love work. I love being one of her guinea pigs when she comes up with something new. Um, And, yeah, we just have such a good time together. What is your website, Maria?
0: So the website is uh, www.inspiredideas.me. And everything – That
1: me, M-E.
0: M-E, right, yes. You know – Yeah, we won't go into it, but it, yeah, unfortunately, that was the only thing I could get, and you know how I am, and I was kind of forced into me,
1: <laughs> so that was an
0: interesting <laughs> I think in- it's, case.
1: yeah, I think it's perfect. Yeah, it's <laughs> When you said it, I me. smiled. <laughs> um, yeah, but if you go <laughs> to the
0: website, <laughs> everything is on there, so just, you know, dive in, take a look, there's more coming, but, you know, what's there is what's there for now, and um, yeah, I'd be excited for people to take a look, and the Grace Initiative hopefully will be moving forward in the next month, and you'll, there'll start to be blogs and podcasts. So um, take a look at that. And if you want to be on the mailing list, just, you know, sign up.
1: Great. So everyone, again, that's inspiredideas.me. And is that all you want to give out? Did you want to give out a phone number or just the website is fine? Yeah, just the up website. You, no you pressure. can get
0: everything okay. all my, you know, everything's on the website. So, um, yeah. Okay, all, yeah, all your digits are there. Everything's there
1: and Maria, you work with clients one on one, correct?
0: Yes, I do one on one okay yeah, and uh, and I'll, okay shortly we'll be having some online programs as well
1: Yes, I know all about it, I can't wait and um, so Maria, was there anything else that you wanted to say I, I I'm going to actually finish up with the rest of that poem because I think it's so relevant so on point to our discussion and it's just beautiful in and of itself did you have anything you wanted to add the
0: only thing i want to add is that i love you so much and i'm so grateful <laughs> that you had me on the show and um, so grateful to have the opportunity to have this conversation so thank you thank you so much
1: right back at you i love you um so everyone i'm just going to take a moment it's a very short poem um what is the name of the poem maria i don't even know
0: There is no name. You know, is there a name?
1: It's a no-name poem. I love it even better. See, the guy, Sky wasn't all about him or her. I don't even know. We don't even know if it's a male or female. (laughs) So the poem is, maybe in a stressed-out society, serenity is a subversive act. Maybe there is no greater attainment and no more radical form of activism than finding radiant calm in what now is. Maybe the beauty of inner peace is all the clarity, radiance, and light a single individual can give the world, and all the clarity, radiance, and light the world can handle coming from any single individual. I just want to say thank you again, Maria. Love and light to you all. Have a beautiful day. Thank you, everyone.